0: I still believe
1: Wearing a heart monitor, you want to see it?
2: Yes, what happened, Kevin? Did the Browns do you wrong?
1: So, this is gonna make sense in the end, just stay with me for a second. I got that there, there's nothing wrong with my heart. I'm healthy, I'm good. 15 years ago, I'm really aging myself. No, seven, yeah, something like that. Freshman year of college. Um, my heart was just always racing like crazy and like skipping beats and it was just getting really weird.
2: Brown's had a winning record that year.
1: Oh seven, yeah, I know. Um, went to the doctor, they're like, yeah, that ain't right. So they ran a million tests on me. They realized nothing's wrong, you're good. It just, uh, you have a tachycardia problem and another thing called POTS. I'm not gonna get into it. It just basically my heart beats faster than it should. So it's more of an annoyance that you have to get used to fast forward the last like six months you know i have meds i can take as needed to like you know if my heart starts going crazy um the last six months it's been acting up a little bit like just kind of beating a little harder and more faster even when i'm not working out just like laying on the couch um and with the history on my one side of the family with everyone having heart issues i was just like all right i'm gonna be better safe and sorry i'm gonna go see a cardiologist in Chicago. So I went in, they did, you know, the EKG, they did the blood work. Everything's good. Everything's ready to go. But the doc said, let's just be over super crazy precautious. I want you to wear this heart monitor for a week. Anytime you feel something going goofy, here's a little log book we give you. Write it down. The time, if like I push a button on the heart monitor, if I feel like my heart racing or do something crazy, I write it down a little log book and I send it back in. They're going to analyze it he's like there's nothing here that worries me or red flags. he's like, i just let's just go through the rest of the test just to be safe and i was like yeah i'd rather be over precautious or a lunatic than anyway you don't want to miss the old ticker what i'm getting at is one this is my uh health plug to go get your hearts checked out y'all um i saw something at the browns stadium last year or i think uh like uh, University Hospitals does like a uh, full like heart checkup thing you can go and get. Anyway, I'm not being negative here. I promise. There's a point to this. I've worn this heart monitor for a week. The It comes off tomorrow. I send it in the lab, and they tell me I'm fine. But like I said, there's this logbook I keep, and every time it feels goofy, I have to hit the button. In my logbook for Sunday, I blocked out six hours from noon to 6 p.m. and said, please ignore you know personal stress issues so here's the thing one yes i literally put in a for my cardiologist to read that my heart monitor was probably off the charts during that time on sunday when the browns lost to the ravens 28 to 3 and two yo, we got the best heart hospital in the best hospital on god's green earth go get your hearts checked out because you know what someone told me and this is probably not a real medical fact but you know the number one symptom for heart issues being a browns fan death oh i don't want to be morbid but all this heart stuff—you're not being a hypochondriac if you're going to get, get checked out. Most heart things, to my knowledge, there's no symptoms. You don't know until it's too late. Look at everything that's happened in sports the last few years. Anyway, go get your shit checked out. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs <laughs> War Podcast, Some More Browns Podcast on the planet. You got Kevin and Raleigh, and we're gonna make this short and sweet because uh, Happy Bye Week. Happy Two and Two Browns. All right. So when I was logging that time in my book and telling my doctor to please ignore the readings on this heart monitor again. Yes, you're right. Just being Browns fans is enough to get your heart checked out as it is. I was here at a Browns bar, Cleveland bar in Chicago, watching the game. When you were in Cleveland for the game, you sent me a selfie of you and Greg with two G's, Greg Williams, former defensive coordinator slash interim head coach, watching the game together on a couch. Will you please elaborate what the hell you were doing?
2: (laughs) So, uh, basically I threw a tailgate for the big play network. I'm like, yeah, let's get some content, do a tailgate. Um, had a hot dog eating contest. We made way too many hot dogs. And I'm also like, who the hell would, like I found two guys. Um, shout out Jimmy. That guy lives in Chicago. Wait, it's not Jimmy. It's like Bobby, whatever. It took him like a minute and a half each to eat the hot dog. I'm like, Oh, this contest sucks here. Take your $10 bet credit. Um, my buddy Aaron texted me the night before. Hey, I got a sick tickets. He uh, works with Joe Thomas and the All Cleveland Coffee. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. We got separated. We we're gonna meet before. We got terrible cell phone service. You know, once the game gets closer to game time, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I may not have tickets. He called me eventually and was like, hey, StubHub screwed us. We don't have tickets. I'm like, yeah, let's watch it at the Burke Lakefront Airport, the Big Play headquarters we go there and greg williams went there too i haven't he might be doing a thing with big play he might not be i'm like i don't know but got to talk to greg williams a whole bunch and he is an awesome intense dude he'd be a good dude to, to drink a beer with and watch a game he'd be a great podcast episode we should pursue that but oh man there'd be so many bombs
1: like, our moms would be so
2: pissed in know that episode oh yeah it'd be well it would be him swearing be don't, a lot they of only beeps. care when we swear that's fair all right um yeah it was awesome uh the tailgate was a blast. Watching the game was a success until the game actually started. I uh, know let's say an hour beforehand when they made the call that Deshaun Watson will not be playing today. That was kind of a kick in the butt.
1: But before that, sorry to interrupt you waking up Saturday morning. And I hate when Shefty does this on Instagram, when he posts a big picture of just the player and automatically you're like, Oh my God, even if it's good, like when it's good news, he posts just the one picture of a player and you think that's going to be like bad news at the bottom. He posted a picture of Najoku early Saturday morning and said Najoku was now questionable for the game because of an accident at his house the night before. So obviously, the most important thing is him being OK. But when you're like, what the hell is a fire or some kind of explosion like what happened in his house? Turns out trying to make a bonfire in the backyard. Something happened. He burned his arm and his face Andrew Barry, the press conference today said his like skin was literally peeling off his face. as why he wore that mask when he came into the game or the stadium on Sunday. Right. Then you're just like, all right, something's up. This is the most Browns thing where we got a guy questionable and this is not on him. It is not on the current, it just the organization and the smoke that comes with it permanently. He's trying to just start a bonfire in his backyard and have a relaxing Friday night. Like we all do in Cleveland. That's you know, I'm I'm not buying it and he, he burns himself trying to light a bonfire.
2: Yeah. I'm not buying, like, I'm not trying to have a witch hunt, but I, I was talking with uh Zabo shout out Zabo apparel company. What the hell? Like I've done a lot of dumb things. I've done a lot of dumb things when I'm drunk. I've done Quinn. If you're older and listening to this stop, I've done drunk things before and I've never like burnt myself. Knock on wood, hope it never happens to a point where I'm like, wow, if I were in the NFL, I might not be playing tomorrow. And I'm like, what the hell happened? I don't care. I don't want to know. He's fine. But I'm also like, it must have been so bad to be like, hey, coach, I might not play tomorrow. Because if it was anything lesser that may have happened to a normal person, it's like, well, instead of explaining this to my coach and team and the internet, I'm just going to shut up and play tomorrow and like wince And like if I drop a ball because of it, I'd be like, ah, oh, sorry, coach had an off game.
1: I think he threw the wrong bottle cap of some liquid into the fire. That is my hypothesis. I've not talked to a single human being that would know. Maybe he's like, hey, I
0: it was something. extreme. Joko
1: is not an idiot. OK, that I can't confirm. We could all confirm that he's not an idiot. You ever heard the guy say one sentence, you know, he's a smart dude. But, you know, sometimes you're in the back having a couple barley pops. Someone has, hey, let's try this
2: gasoline. Go with the yinter voice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. God only. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're
2: doing a fire in the back bonfire. threw some lighter fluid and it exploded on my face. Some
1: Pittsburgh or West Virginia folk out there. Who knows? But anyway, that was already the bad. We didn't realize at the time, but that was the bad juju. What was it? Probably uh, 11, 1130 in the morning Eastern on Sunday. We had heard, you know, the last couple days that Deshaun was sore from the injury, he sustained to his shoulder in the red zone on the Tennessee game the week before. He said, people said Friday that he seemed very confident. And we know this dude, this is not anything about toughness here. Let's preface that. The dude literally took a van ride for like what, 10, 15 hours to play a game when he was in Houston with a punctured lung because he couldn't fly. The dude is known for being a tough dude out there on the field. All right, that's that's fact. He said, Savannah said he was hopeful he would play. Everyone seemed pretty hopeful. We knew he's played through much worse. The morning of today at the press conference, you know, Andrew Barry said he was in the facility all week. He was trying or he was living there all week, you know, many hours a day trying to get his shoulder right. He went to the stadium Sunday morning, couldn't throw the ball 40 yards. That's a problem. I'm not mad at this, Sean. I'm not going through what we went through with Baker two years ago where every week, and this is not on Baker. He's a—he's another tough dude who was going to play until his arm fell off. That's why people liked him. I'm not going through that for another season when every week you're wondering if this dude's shoulder is attached and if he's going to start. We did that every week that year. So with this game going into the bye if this two weeks will get his shoulder back to at least 90, 95%, if not 100 to keep the rest of the season afloat, let's do it. I'm not mad at that. I am mad at the fact that it appeared to non football intelligent eyes like me and most people I've read, talked to, and seen, there was no plan B here. Yeah. DTR, I get he's a fifth round rookie. You know, they were saying. Thursday, Friday, he was getting interviewed. Like, what if you have to go on Sunday? Are you ready? He's like, yeah. All week long, it was reported that Deshaun wasn't throwing in practice. They said the game plan they gave to the DTR was such short notice that it was just the same plan they're going to give Deshaun. Whether it's Deshaun who hadn't thrown all week or a fifth-round rookie quarterback making his first start in the NFL against a damn good defense that the Ravens always have, why were seven of the first plays passing plays deep ones no matter what the situation a quarterback who hadn't thrown all week or a rookie quarterback why was that game plan so pass heavy and I'm not getting into the run the ball Stefanski because that would that just gets tired and we still run the like last year I was like run the ball we ran it more than anyone for the most part I just don't understand how and you can say everything with hindsight look back oh we shouldn't have traded Dobbs no shit Dobbs would have had a better performance because Dobbs has been here for two years. He's not a rookie. That you can say, It's so easy to say stuff with hindsight. I'm not getting into that. I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone for getting rid of Dobbs. Now, that comes down to the end of the season and we're out by a game. We can have another conversation there. To have plan B or lack thereof in such an important season, to have that be the performance that you put on this kid to go out and do with really... I always thought when it comes to backup quarterback or even a, you know in this situation or a guy that's been here for a week, you always have a five or ten play package. Basic stuff you can put in in case of an emergency. If you have to break that glass, a little red hammer, and throw it in. It just seemed like we had absolutely no plan B, which is very unlike Barry and Stefanski, if we're being honest. They overprepared the hell out of things. There was no plan there. Kid had three turnovers, four sacks, got his ass kicked. I'm not mad at him for that. He was put into a no-win no, uh, no win situation. That's my rant.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, part of that, not to – I don't know if I've ever had an episode where I just trashed Kevin and management the whole time, but these are strange times. It wasn't just I, – I think there was a – now let's go back to Uncle Buddy, the doctor, our – My uncle slash an orthopedic surgeon. Our dogs were a resident surgeon. Uh, People don't understand that there are three parties when it comes to playing a player that's injured or not. The doctor, the player, and the team or the coach. Team and the coach, we're going to call that the same party. Any one of them, if they say that person is not playing, that trumps everything. So it's like a three-party system, whatever. Medically cleared does not mean that player should play meaning Baker was medically cleared to play when during that 2021 season. Yeah. Your shoulder, your left non-throwing shoulder is torn out. Technically you can play because the damage has been done. You need corrective surgery, but you can't be made for life. So that is medically cleared. Then it's on the player. Hey, do you want to play Baker? Hell yeah. I want to play. I will fist fight a tank because I'm Baker Mayfield. Probably shouldn't have done it in hindsight. Um, Then it's on the coach to look at it and say, okay, is this 60% of Baker Mayfield better than 100% of our quarterback? That is the backup. And the coach makes the decision. Sounds like Baker got all of the blame in 2021. Everyone was like, oh, he said he wanted to play. It's like, yeah, he's the kind of guy that will say he wants to play. Deshaun Watson this week was hopeful, confident that he could play. It's not in their character, in their nature necessarily to be like, well, I don't know, coach. I don't think, I, I think I'm think i out for the seat. I think I need a week off. Because then maybe saying it out loud, you sound soft. But I do know that he was not practicing throughout the entire week. And I think Stefanski, back to your point of the lack of a game plan, I'm like, uh, if this guy hasn't had any reps after a win, something's off. And maybe we should have a plan B. It
1: was it was reported in practice that Deshaun was doing all the run plays and DTR was doing all the passing plays. Continue. I'm
2: glad Deshaun. Yeah, I I heard that too. And I'm not saying this at you, but in general, it's like, oh, really? He needed help with the handoffs, you idiots. Um, Stefanski and was it post game or whatever? He said, "Yeah, Deshaun told me he was good to go," and then he said he couldn't. Stefanski should have eaten it and said he should have taken care of his guy better particularly Deshaun who needs all the PR help he can effing get and he said that Deshaun said he was good to go until he wasn't it's on you to look at this kid and say okay what are you hiding what are you covering up there's a difference between somebody saying hell yeah I can cover this guy coach and yeah I can cover this guy coach that's a That is a Jim Schwartz quote when he talks about communication from the players. It's not necessarily what players or people say. It's what they mean. And sometimes doctors, for example, they have to get a feel of when a patient may be lying to them because they're embarrassed about something. Point being, yeah, strike one, you threw him under the bus. Much bigger strike two. You had no game plan. Barry in the press conference today kind of backtracked on that and said, yeah, it was an organization decision not to play Deshaun, which... Should have been the answer the first time they're doing it in hindsight. If people are paying attention, they'll be like, you guys are idiots. Somebody's lying. Somebody screwed up. Hopefully the common folks don't pay too much attention. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you're paying attention. What's up? You're in the know. You're in the conspiracy. But it was pretty frustrating. Lastly, back to Deshaun not playing. Such a right decision. Not even from a coward. I'm like glad he didn't. If he went out there playing hurt being an injured quarterback playing does not get you an excuse and he does not have a whole lot of bad games left he he came off a great game against the titans a couple weeks ago last however long ago it was but if he goes out there and looks like ass the media social media everyone is just going to tear him apart so i'm glad he got his rest i just wish it would have been carried out executed a little bit differently communicated more effectively and but yeah, dude, they set up da, uh, what's his name? DTR high and dry. And I, I can't believe they doubled down on the, yeah, it's on him to go out and do the the main playbook that we have. Like really? Like keep it a low possession. We still would have lost. We would have lost with Dobbs. We would have lost with DTR's best game. What's it like? We could have lost with Deshaun bringing his A game. Like Lamar Jackson is, is a damn dude, good player. Yeah. But the defense caved eventually. They people I, said they I don't want to say caved. I said eventually. People are saying I, I agree with most of Grossi's takes this week, but he's like, they looked defeated. They put out I want to say the first three possessions they knew they were, were damn lights out. The, and when then the game started. But they played hard as hell. And Not because of Lamar, it, but because in, they threw the, the whole game by themselves. But in the third possession, they started on their own ten. Like and then you know you're effed. And when they got up by what was it, I don't know, 10 points at one point early on. You're like, uh, they don't have the firepower to come back from this game. This game is over. And they were trying to make big plays, cause turnovers. I get it. And quite frankly, I agree with them. Because have they stifled it to a 17-point game win? Like, you need turnover. Like, you're not winning. If, if, if we held them to 17 points, we still lose. If they held them to 10 points, we still lose.
1: I trust... Deshaun, people think oh, $230 million doesn't give him a, a steel arm just because you signed a $230 million contract. The dude knows his body. We know he's a competitor. If he couldn't throw, even though doctors cleared him, even though he wanted to play because that's the dude he is. He wants to say, I'm going to play. He's a quarterback in the league. That's what they all would do. He knows his body. He couldn't throw the ball. I'm fine with it. Again, we're not mad at that. I million, you should play no matter what. No, that's stupid. And that's a stupid thing to say. Speaking of doctor, are you a doctor? Yes. Because you just touched my heart. Uh, All right. The no play killed me. Here's the problem. In four games this season, we have 10 turnovers. And another five times the ball touched the ground, but we recovered it. The thing that Barry pressed in his press conference today the most is that ball security. He said issues one through five are ball security. That is something they're going to work on in the bye. they said. Um, let me give you some good news, though. I was looking this up earlier. Red zone touchdown percentage. So every every time you get in the red zone, before the Dorian game, so the first three games of the season, we were 75% in the red zone. So every, 75% of the time we got in the red zone, we scored. We were number three in the league in that category. In the Tennessee game, 100% of our red zone trips were scores.
2: Touchdown or field goal scores, yeah. Okay.
1: Now we're currently eleventh in the league at sixty percent. Baltimore number one at eighty percent. So when Watson's in there, the red zone offense is humming. There's all a few other things going on. Some people are already getting out on number eight. I'm gonna give him a little more time. It's a new offense, new quarterback. Let's see what they can still do. Um, but glass half full. D Hop our kicker. I'm hanging on to something here, guys, for this last game. Don't, He's been don't good
2: put this him year. On the told, we're not complimenting him until this season's over. All right. Well, our kicking, our special teams is
1: <laughs> has been okay. Better than what we had what we were fearing for the before the season started. It's two and two. We're not even twenty five percent through the season yet. We got a two week timeout here. I'm not worried. If now, granted, I wish they were the two division games. But coming into this season, if you would have said, Hey, well, look at these first four games, you take two and two right now, I would have probably taken a two two right now on September 10th. Eh, I don't know. Lamar is that dude. Yeah, Lamar's that dude. There but- are so many years in teams past where our defense would have just rolled over and died from the first series. Those dudes tried to ball out. Yeah. They were trying to do too
2: much, though, because they realized it was all on them. But unfortunately, the 49ers are that team. And we are very, very, very likely going to be. Two and three here soon. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully the Browns can come back and punch him in the mouth. Super Bowl teams tend to lose a game. Why not it be the Browns? That would be sick. As we were talking, I was like not mad at Deshaun, but I was thinking, dude, that play where he injured his arm, I posted it the week before.
1: We got to stop doing that. I, I am mad at, What's that? All quarterbacks. Stop being, trying to be linebackers. Stop. We appreciate dude, the effort. But it's please, like, why are we using our $230
2: stop. million dollar ferrari why are we running doing run like run when it's a broken play run when you're going to the right or to the left and out of bounds is an option or sliding is easier you run it into the red zone that's when shit happens and that play was right up the middle on the five yard line that's when guys hit the hardest and it was right in his throwing shoulder and it's like i hope that he got chewed out or i hope stefanski chewed himself out i don't know but this play calling has been shit. I don't think you
1: could shoot. I think, and the most yeah. Browns
2: thing ever is when we flip this defense. It's awesome. Yep. And then with the exact same personnel, minus Chubb, minus Chubb, huge loss there. But like, oh, our offensive line is teetering. Our offense kind of blows other than red zone performance because I don't know. I'm ready to. A bye week. I'm ready for the bye I'm ready. week. This is going to be one of my favorite Sundays
1: of the year. I'm ready for San Fran. Bring that shit on. Let's go, babe. This Brock Purdy bubble got to break at some point. Yeah. This defense is the one that can do it. Knock on wood. I don't even want to talk about the run game you brought up, Chubb. We're not going to go there until after San Fran. We'll we'll go back and talk about that because there's a lot to talk about there. But that's all I got.
2: Yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, happy bye week. Enjoy your weekends. Get outside. It'll still be nice. Go golfing. Go golfing, baby. At least the range. Get out. Take a walk. Next week, we will have an episode with a guest from San Francisco 49ers Nation, one of their podcasts. But until then, hey, for Raleigh, for myself, go Browns. Stay up. Come on now. We're 2 and 2. Not even we're a quarter of the way through the season. Relax. We got San Fran coming up. Get up. Get pumped. And good night, Cleveland. Jim Brown. Jim Brown.
0: Any given Sunday, you can see him arrive. He's 6'2. 25 number 32 he was better than the rest everybody knew that he was the best Jim Brown Jim Brown Jim Brown Big Jim Brown picked in the 57 draft started setting records at the league of gas had a debut like few in sports history he was rookie of the year in the mvp jim brown no one ever seen anybody like jim year after year the competition was him touchdown after touchdown win after win title after title kept raking him in jim brown jim brown Jim Brown, Big Jim Brown, Jim Brown. Then came that game on that day in December, that still to this day's reminisced and remembered. The world stood still and hearts beat fast, not one point scored, 0-0 zero, zero at the half, but hold on the third and fourth quarter they kept fighting hard through touchdowns and field goals in jim's rushing yards Cleveland had 27 and the colts had none the browns were triumphant the championship was won jim brown jim brown big jim brown Seasons, he never missed a game. He was voted into the Pro Bowl every year that he played. He had eight leading rushing seasons, three MVPs, and still holds a franchise record for most rushing in the league. Jim Brown. From a director's chair on a movie set, Jim broke the news that they'll never forget. He said he made up his mind. He said it was time. He said he retired. It was the end of the line for Jim Brown. Big Jim Brown. Now his jersey's retired, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's got a ring of honor and a statue in his name. You can sum up this man in one single line. He's the greatest NFL running back of all time. Big Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown Big Jim Brown